Welcome back, Chippy Tap. I'm going to go ahead and say 26. I'm going to say 23. All right. Either way. You guys decide. We're both right because everyone's a winner when you get a Tippy Tap. Uh, yeah, we're reaching into the depths of our energy. We're getting our we're getting a Tippy Tap out here this weekend, Murray. Yeah, well, this week is the celebration of the 90th birthday of one Mr. William Shatner. Yeah, Bill Shatman. International superstar. He's Canadian, Griff. He's not American. Here's the other thing. Um, we mention all the time we're sex gods. William Shatner's yeah. in that in that ilk as well. Of course he is. Captain Kirk. He Captain fuck, Kirk. He was pansexual before that was even a word. Yeah. He's like, like I'll put my dick in anything. We can't keep up. Me and Murray have never been to outer space like no. William Shatner. He, he's been fucking aliens before. It was cool. And can I just say, Captain Kirk, coolest Starfleet captain. I'm sorry, Picard people. He's, he's nice and all, but... I always got the vibe Picard was like the guy that got friend-zoned by the chick that Captain Kirk fucked, and he would just stuck there listening to her bitch about Captain Kirk not calling her, and he mm-hmm. was like, he's like, I'm going to get her this time. You're never getting her, Picard. I didn't like uh, Picard just because everything seemed too clean about that cast and crew. They were boring. Whereas uh, the original Starfleet, they were kind of like... We've got to break the rules to make things work right. That's why Kirk was the best Starfleet captain of all time. He immediately broke the rules. He immediately, what was it, was the prime directives? He would immediately cross them every amount. Yeah. Like, like I, think it's, I think it's better for the original run to have Next Gen to like clean everything out so Kirk stands and shines on his own. Well, here's the thing about William Shatner. Everybody and their grandma's probably done every Star Trek episode. So we... We do a deep cut, because we always do, because that's why we're the best. And I was like, we're doing TJ Hooker. First of all, it's 80s. It's action. It fits our wheelhouse. It really does. It's, it fits right in there. We're going to drive it about 4,000 yards. And uh, we're, we're virgins to this shit. I never watched it. I was actually alive. when it was, Griff wasn't alive when it was on. I never watched it when it was on, because I'm like... Captain Kirk, what the fuck? He's a patrolman now? Uh, he's 50. He's, well, he's probably about 55 at this time. He's stuffed into an awful suit. Well, um, I looked it up because I was like, because my first, like, I, like much like you, I know nothing about this show. So I, I did my Wikipedia scan. I didn't read it all. I just scanned it. I was like, first of all, Tiberius James, is that his? No, it's it's Thomas Jefferson Hooker. Interesting. And I was like, why, I, why, if you're a 55-year-old and you're a patrolman, you're a loser. You yeah. should be forcibly retired. You shouldn't be allowed on the streets because you're a fucking moron. You're the kind of guy who put his neck on, his knee on somebody's neck. You're a piece of shit. But, and I still stand by that, because you should either be a detective or a captain or something by 55. Right. Or retired. The story was he was a detective. His partner was killed, and he was so disillusioned. He's like... I have to get back on the streets. I got to clean the streets up. I got it because when you're a detective, you're cleaning up messes. You're not stopping stuff. You're basically figuring out what happened and punishing people. He's like, I'm going to stop crime before it starts. I'm Batman. I like this. And so I go, that makes sense. That's something Bill Shatner would do. I I think so. And it gets you closer to people. And as we know about Bill Shatman and, of course, uh, Captain Kirk, he likes to get close to ladies. So I think this got him a little closer to things he liked. Only at this advanced age, we see a more pop version of Will Shatner. 
He's not. Yeah, he's matured. He's he's like mentoring these younger uh, cops. Yeah, We've got Romano and uh, Stacy Keebler. I don't know what the fuck her last name. It's Stacy works. Stacy. Um, and then there's Corrigan as well, but that was an older guy yeah, too. Yeah, he was a yeah older, older guy. But instead of being like, yeah, I tapped that ass. He's very coy about the ladies he's clearly slept with. Well, he's with. been there. He's done that. You know, he doesn't need to brag anymore. Right. He's trouble man. Or no, not trouble man. He's, he's uh, Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan. He's almost like weary of pussies. Like, I, I no more. Well, that's the other. But he can't help it because the pussies just slapping him in the face constantly. He's just like, all right, if I have to do you, I'll that's do gotta you. That's got to be hard. He's meeting all these women, but not the one he wants to settle down with. Well, he is married. He's divorced on the show. He does. He is friendly with his ex. This is once again. It's my Wikipedia read. I don't know if this is true or not. And uh, so he, yeah, he's kind of he's got the bachelor pad. We learn motel. It might be a motel apartment complex. We don't know yet. But then people call it a motel. But then the exterior sign outside says it's an apartment complex. So we're not sure. Yeah, not sure. But so there's you know I. When I was going over the summaries of this show, I noticed almost all of them were sex crimes. This is like Law and Order SVU before there was an SVU. Everybody's getting raped. There's one I kind of was intrigued by called Bigfoot, which was a rapist that left a big footprint. Oh, boy. But I decided to go with one that had two of our favorite stars. Absolutely. This might, I don't know what, what year this came out. This might have gave the, the casting agent of In- Invasion USA ideas. I, I think you're on to Because here. we get Richard Rostov from Invasion USA Lynch, the guy who looks like, I always say, looks like Rucker Hauer if he was a wax statue melting. Yes. And we get our fucking boy Billy Drogs, man. His gun work in this uh, episode, fantastic. The tiny little Sloppy Nanchen. Oh, beautiful. Little couple strands falling out he of He gets it. a few different speaking lines where he gets to toss some venom at uh, authority figures, and he's great in that. But not enough. I think what well, we can come out right enough. off the bat and you say... You never have enough Billy Drago. Yeah. And so I this episode, the title is Carnal Express. My favorite 80s tag team, Carnal Express. You know what's also interesting? Uh, I think our last tippy-tap was the Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. The worst episode, technically... Yeah, what they say it is. By, the, by their standards... This is the best TJ Hooker episode by <laughs> really? the Steelers. Yes. I, I don't pay you know me, I don't pay attention to that shit. I go look I look for we decide what's good or bad. We don't let other people decide. Yeah. And I was like Colonel Express. Yeah, we're the authoritative voice here. We're right. gonna get into the details, we're gonna get in the weeds, we're gonna get in all the same buttholes that Will Chapman's gonna go through. So we start right off. We hear Right off the bat, this beautiful singing voice. I, actually, let's hear a little bit of that. Yeah, right. devotees, they know this voice. Is it Waiting for suggestions. He's so nervous. Avoiding all the questions. His lips are dry. Where's Madame Pearl? She's still the cat. know exactly what they think. If you want my body and to think of sex, come on our lady it's sue mariah carey who yeah i said sue actually not mariah carey it's actually bonnie oh it's bonnie she's doing a cover of a cover of a cover yes well she's doing a good job and i like her little outfit too yeah she's looking uh pretty 80s fine and she's singing her heart out we heard it voice of a nightingale 
And we see our man TJ Hooker wearing a nice leisure suit. Nice leisure suit. It's like it's like a little nightclub kind of thing going on. I have no idea what this is. I think it looks like a diner. I think it's a hotel. You know, they they somehow have live singing in a hotel. Yeah, sure. I think it's a that. But I think it might be the hotel that DJ Hooker lives. That might you, that might be possible. You have to go far. But the part that confuses me is that's always on the ground level. This was somewhere up yeah. near the top. This is very weird. So George. this whole thing, it's like a diner, but it's a bar, but it's also live entertainment. And it's on the eighth floor, so it's very hard to get to. <laughs> yeah. And Bonnie gets off the stage. She's finished up, and she's like, man, Madame Pearl, I hope she really liked this, too. She goes over to TJ. Well, in the background, we see our boy Drago lurking. Yep. And we're like, I know that guy. He's up to no good. He's, he's got to be up to no good. And he's with some other creep. He, yeah, some other creep. And they just walk out. They walk behind a door, and uh, it, it seems like Bonnie notices, but doesn't know. It doesn't matter. TJ, they're gonna have a quick conversation, and she's like, "Oh my god, TJ, thank you so much. You got me off the H. You gave me the chocolate. You gave me the orange juice. You locked me in a room, and you gave me coffee." It's like Bonnie, you did it yourself. I mean, I helped. You couldn't have done it without me. No, no, everything is because of you. Even hooked me up with Stacy and put me in her apartment. You guys got me back to health. You got my voice back. You brought the light got back. Got her f- out from behind the dumpster, Griff. Oh. And he's like, you know, you're right. I did. But you did some work, too. And you Murray, should be proud of yourself. It's the first time she wore a dress since those dumpster days because she wore out her knees. And so it's the first time she's willing to show off her knees that are all scabbed up. But she's like, Hooker, I'm going to go uh, get dressed for the next uh, the next uh, round of song singing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and wow, and okay. uh, I don't know. I lost. I lost for words. Murray, I, I'm just Sue Manchu. Always, you know how Sue Manchu like moves me. Like I, I tear up every time I hear that. I know it's not about Sue Manchu. I know we're both exhausted. I don't. I don't know how we keep going on with this. But I don't. I'm, yeah, I, I, if we're getting honest, I'm burnt out. Griff. I'm I, fucking burnt out. Let's power forward. Let's give people what they want to hear. Let's give them T.J. Hooker though. Uh, I don't know. Okay, should we take a break? I don't. No, we won't. We're not okay. taking a break. We're going. Uh, we're sorry. carrying I'm on. So, I'm sorry. I apologize beforehand. I'm tired. Murray's tired. Been, I've been going COVID. Okay. He's got a lot of sleep in his eyes right now. All right. So, T, uh, so uh, Bonnie goes back to her uh, uh, dressing room. There's a few things that are dropped in that conversation we need to mention. Bonnie was so desperate for work, she was going to the fucking uh, a public private public bar. What was it called? Do it you was remember? called the Pleasure Palace. Pal- Pleasure she's Palace. Like, she's like, I was so strung out, I couldn't even get a job at the worst titty bar in L.A. And TJ's like, stay away. Pleasure Palace. He's like, I've heard of it. Stay away from the boulevard. Never go near the boulevard. Don't go and, on the track. Yep. They, they, they part ways. Bonnie's going back to her dressing room. Uh, TJ's hitting the elevator button. He's going down the Galleria. I, I maybe this is the mall from fucking uh, you know, Commando. Commando. And I as, think I saw Sully lurking in the background. Too. As he's getting to the, you know, going down the elevator, we go over to Bonnie, who's getting fucking abducted. Is it kidnapped when you're an adult? How did she beat Hooker down to the, the express elevator? I don't know. Did you because say espresso elevator? Maybe a kid elevator? hit all the buttons and yeah, he went yeah, up. I I think maybe Drago has like some kind of OCD thing where he has to push everybody. Everybody. Maybe he had a screwdriver and fiddle. I with shouldn't it. say Drago. It's Malik. That's his character. Hey guys, yeah, you're gonna have to accept that we're gonna call him Drago here and there because right. we just love this man. He breaks every role with his. So they're in the parking garage. Somehow got ahead of a TJ. TJ notices it and says, "Hey, what are you doing? Leave Bonnie alone." 
And then a fucking Hanneman, his partner, jumps out of the car for some reason. Yes. Because he's got to fight back. So he pulls out his gun. And- no, I take that back. Malik jumped out of the car because Hanneman stayed in the car because he gets killed. You said you said Malik jumped out? Yeah. Hanneman is the one who gets in the gunfight. He gets Carl sh- Malik is Drago. Hanneman is other guy. Yeah, but Hanneman gets shot in his car. He doesn't get shot in a gunfight. Well, they get away. So who gets? A- How do they get away? Malik gets away. Right. Hanneman gets shot. Yes. The car crashes. Malik yeah. carjacks somebody. Yes. <laughs> we yeah. were trying to get to that. You really are tired. Oh, my. <laughs> Murray, I don't know if we could do this anymore. Um, so they get into the car. Hanneman stays out of the car. Malik takes off. With TJ, Bonnie. T- with Bonnie. Yeah. TJ is having a gunfight okay. with right. Hanneman. Right. Yes. Hanneman realizes he is no man. He's not man enough to take on the man. Why was there some kind of steam engine like in the middle of the parking garage? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> Hooker shoots it and steam goes flying. <laughs> I didn't notice that. They were like that. steam pipes. I, maybe, were they heating the place with like... Why? Yeah, but why would it be out in the open and... Uh, in a, shit. You could I, actually turn the fucking wheel I was wheel joking that this was like the Galleria from Commando, but maybe <laughs> this is the basement from Commando. Just steam know. pipes everywhere. And so um, Hanneman realizes he's no match. He runs up a level. He he hijacks a car, you know, like you mentioned. Carjack, yeah. He's trying to get away. TJ stands in front and is like, motherfucker, I'm going to read you your rights. Ice cold veins. That's not the phrase. But he's just like. Veins of ice? <laughs> I don't know. He's not scared is what I'm trying yeah. to say. And she just stands there. He's like playing chicken. He's not in a car. Yeah. And he, sure enough, sure shot Hooker. He shoots the guy, kills him. The guy crashes the car. So we just cut two, and we got Malik arriving in a back alley where there's yeah. an EMT, and an he ambulance. meets with Dobbs. Yeah, an ambulance. Yeah. Played by Rostov, Richard Lynch. Oh, my God. Did you want to see these scenes expanded for, like, hours? Right. Like, I just... wonder how they met. Everything. Somewhere in Florida. So Pocahoco, Mahogany. Chikawanka. Yeah. And... <laughs> that just sounded weird. It just sounded like you were you were just trying to piece together all the racism you could. <laughs> you motherfucker. So... Well, you were pulling your eyes back when you said it. <laughs> I was not. He wasn't. Record. He wasn't. I'm teasing so, you. So, oh, God. So, yeah, like, Malik's like, Fuck, Hanneman got killed, man, but we got the broad you wanted. Oh, and so, you know, he's like, Hanneman, man, Hanneman. God, I love watching Drago act. He's so good. He's punching the car. Hanneman! Meanwhile, they got Bonnie strung out again. She's on some kind of drug. She's she's tied down to a gurney. They're putting her into the ambulance. Oh, and so we go back to over to TJ, and he's meeting up with his team. This is like the next day. No, no, they're still in the parking garage, I think, maybe. Yes, they're still in the parking yeah. garage, and we meet. We get. We meet all our players. I, I don't think Romano showed up. I think Kurgan and Stacy showed up. Kurgan, Stacy, and like their captain. Yes, Cap Lieutenant Drummer. Drummer, okay. And Drummer, you can tell, is just jealous of TJ. Like every like classic, you know, detective who gets shit done, he's well, just jealous of him. He does look like he's like at least fifteen years younger than him, and right. he ranks above him. So it's kind of this weird. But there's a lot of yeah, but, weird he, but he knows he didn't on. earn it like Hooker did. That's right. And he's just totally like 
well, that's not true, Hooker. This is not true. Like, you know, well, do you know Malik? He's like, because he's like, I recognize that motherfucker. That's yeah. Malik. I busted him a bunch of times. He's like, oh, that's funny because it says right here he's in jail in Florida right now. You got to follow the facts where they let you lead you, TJ. This is why you're not a lieutenant. And you know what? This is probably just a rape. It was no, it's no kidnapping. Yeah. You said you know this Bonnie girl. I remember seeing her. She's a little skank, you know? I'm pretty sure I saw her behind the dumpsters. Of course, this girl was abducted. She's probably she's probably just getting raped right now. It's no and big TJ's deal. like, she might be a skank, but this doesn't fit the profile of Malik. He clearly does not like the fuck. I busted him on everything but rape charges. It doesn't fit the it doesn't fit the profile. So TJ's of course got it right. Lieutenant Drummer is trying to you know. We we also learned that state again. We're learning that Stacy has a history yeah. with her. She and helped. Everything. She uh, gave her a place to stay while she's cleaning. Exactly. Up. She has. There's like a, they're like sisters, right? And she's worried too. Anyways, we go over to Dobbs, who is helping to put Bonnie now into some kind of medical airplane. They work for like Sunrise. Uh, Air- yeah, that's their cover is they pretend they're like uh, EMTs, and they kidnap these women, send them to Mexico for whorehouses. Mexico. It was. Uh, Puerto Rico and Tokyo, like two places that are pretty Hot bad for white slavery. Exactly, and that TJ's already hitting that nail on the head. He's like, "This is a white slavery." Right? I, I, he I, doesn't I, just say slavery. Well, He's no, like, that that is that actually was a phrase. I love how racist that phrase is. Like, because it's like yeah, white slavery is a phrase because it's like white women are more important. Like, no, this isn't like real. This no, isn't like I, slavery. I was, don't care. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, this is some of that ignorant seventy sh- or eighty shit. Apparently, yeah. where it's just like. White slavery instead of everybody. The worst kind of slavery, dude. It's so fucked. It's so fucked. But yeah. So yeah, they're they're loading them up onto the airplane and they're gonna ship her out. <laughs> I can't wait to get the end where they just kind of brush off her horror her trauma. Oh. But uh, next day, uh, everybody, the crew, they're at the uh, what do you call it? The academy. Station? The academy. I thought they were at. Were they at the station? They were at the station. They were just outside because they're a bunch of hippies. Uh, no, I think it actually is an academy because I think TJ actually trains people too. Oh, okay. But yeah, because the, the, they're the LCPD, which is LA County Police Department. All right. So they all meet up. Uh, we meet Romano, Vince Romano, played by Adrian Zamed, who is uh, famous. We're not at the academy, Murray. You know where we are. Oh, yeah. We're at TJ's place. Oh. This is the greatest scene in your. Oh, man, you got to read it. I told you, I'm tired. You're so, oh. I'm so tired. Guys, we can't do this much longer. Anyways, so. we're we're going to the next day. We got TJ. He is a hoarder. He's got just <laughs> yeah. dirt everywhere. I love the, the the way that Cooker, like, Shatner builds a character. He's like, this guy is a hoarder. He's got boxes of shit everywhere. He lives in a motel slash apartment slash hotel. I don't know what slash trailer park. And so we got Vince walking up. He's just got a little got sliding glass wearing door. Wearing a skin-tight polo shirt that was so popular in the 80s. I mean, at least he's phoning it out okay. Yeah. You know, he's not scrawny. And he pops in. TJ's just hanging up the phone. Was TJ's front door a sliding glass door? <laughs> That's the only door I saw in this place. So, yes. Everybody <laughs> used it formally and informally because... When uh, Dobbs eventually shows up there, he also goes <laughs> to the sliding door. So that's their front door. Talk about a peephole. That's two-way window, man. So anyways, Vince shows up. TJ's just getting off the phone. And he's like – He's calling all his contacts. Yeah. He, he get, he's coming up with bupkis. Nothing. You been working on that long? Yes. Two whole hours. Longer than anything I've ever committed myself to. But he learns that Hanneman worked at, or maybe Vince taught. Vince let him know. Okay. Hey, I checked out Hanneman's rap sheet. And you're not going to believe this. He actually worked at the Pleasure Palace. Wasn't it the place that Bonnie couldn't even get a job at? Wait. 
Before you finish that sentence, Bonnie mentioned the pow- Pleasure Palace last night. I was about to call it the Power Palace. <laughs> the Pleasure Palace last night. And just as they're about to ruminate on that clue, a hot, sexy bikini babe comes in. Hooker, where were you last night? I, we were supposed to play Scrabble. I had to play Solitaire. Romano's like, Solitaire Scrabble? What the fuck? He was like, humming, humming, humming. I love how, like, uh, Romano is should be, like, the hot guy, like, the one that everyone wants. And he's, like, the chump that nobody wants to fuck. Yeah, he's, like, he's like the teenage dork. You know, he's he's squeaking voice and everything. But, no, he's, like, he's a fit man. He he looks as, he looks a good age. He's got his own place. He's got his life together. And yet he's a slack-jaw, like, teenager. Right. Her tits are just pouring out of this bikini top. And Hooker doesn't even notice. He's, like, looking through his files. He's, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Claudia. I'm sorry for blowing you off. But I had important business. Of course, you should know this is my partner, Vince Romano. Like the cheese. It's a good joke. I tell it all the time. Claudia is enjoying the joke. She's like Vinny. She just well, she likes, likes sophisticated the humor because she, she like, is a brain surgeon. Yeah, because Vince is like drooling over her, and he, you know, TJ bumps him. He's like, "Look, she's a brain surgeon." Oh, because Vince tries to interrogate her. Vince is like, "Ma'am, uh, what would you say you're doing?" It is eight a.m. and she's wearing a bikini, looking for pot. <laughs> So he's like, man, what would you say you'd do in a day? And TJ just chimes in, uh, Claudia is a brain surgeon. And she lives with her other brain surgeon friend, Dawn. They're both very hot. Oh, Some... and he's like, and speaking of pot, here's that crock pot I let you borrow. And he, and he just pulls out a crock pot. Of these, he's got boxes. and he's got, he's got 12 crock pots. That's how much of a hoarder. TJ is. So he can afford to let one go. So he's like, she's like, thanks, Hooker. She leaves. And then Vince, what? What is she up to, TJ? A pot. She's going to cook something. And then we go into the white slavery thing. And it's, we're learning, like you said, Tokyo, Brazil, hotbeds of white slavery. And we're worried for Bonnie because she's white. Yeah. That's all. She's white and blonde. So the world stops when a white blonde woman disappears. We know this. Yeah, we know this. Next day, that fucker drummer. Yep, we're going into his office. Hey, hooker, remember this? Malik, he's in Florida. I told you. Why don't you go mosey back to the bullpen with all the other bitches? TJ doesn't even acknowledge his presence. He just gets his crew together. He's... Chipper, he he fights back with his positive attitude. Of course, Kill drummer. Him with kindness. Good good work there, drummer. I'll go back with my team and we'll all discuss this in uh, uh, perpetuity. So Stacy Kurrigan, Vince, and TJ get together. They brainstorm. Yeah, they're whispering amongst themselves, huddled over their desks. And it's like only connect, only lead we have is the pre- pleasure palace. That's the only connection we have to Bonnie and to Hanneman. So Stacy, TJ throws up his arms. He's just like, I'm going to go see if Starsky's around to buy me a fucking candy bar. I I can't think without some chocolate in me. But Vince notices a look on Stacy's face. Bonnie's like her sister, dude. Yeah. So she's willing to do anything. Yeah. So Vince stays back. He's like, don't do what I think you're thinking of thinking of doing. And she's like, no, I, I think, I, I think I should apply for a job at the Pleasure Palace. Go undercover. See what's going on. All right, I think that's a great idea. He just immediately back backpedals. I think that's a great I idea. Think, I think what no, what he does is when TJ says it's a great idea, then Romano is like, "Yeah, it's a great idea." Murray, TJ is gone. <laughs> he has left the room. Vince has just backpedaled on it because he wants to fuck Stacy. He is a goober. Well, 
Wait, wasn't Goober one of our chips guys? Is a spiritual Goober character just flowing from these cop shows? Well, that guy was a Goober on the chip show. This guy's kind of, I mean, he doesn't look it, but I, he's kind of a Goober. Well, he acts like one, but, I mean, Grossman on chips is a Goober. All right. But he knows well, so, hardcore punk. What we do know, Stacy is going to go apply for a job at the Pleasure Palace. Right. And so that's going on. Our man Dobbs, Richard Lynch, is in the back of a limo talking with his the guy he sells his white bitches to. It's a sleazy, I'm going to say Hispanic, man. I don't know. Dobbs is so happy. He's like, oh, my God, that white meat I got you. That's the best on the market. It's like, Dobbs, I know. But you haven't got me a bitch in six months. I mean, this is a great bitch. But six months, I need white meat coming in every fucking day. Thousands of dicks need feeding. Biggest dickest across the world. I had a guy come in the other day. He said his name was Dolph. Biggest dick I've ever seen. I had to feed him so many blondes. So it's like, you get the finest pussy, but not enough. You know, Quantity, yeah. not quality. <laughs> so, yeah. The Dobbs is feeling the heat. He's like, I love the setup I got, but fuck, I'm going to lose my fucking job. Yeah. Another job sent to Mexico. And so he goes into the pleasure palace. He's like looking around. Spots fucking little hot little Stacy doing out doing her application. Yeah, he's like, who's that piece of white meat there? And we've got the Madame Pearl there, and she's just like, whoa, 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 you know, you know the deal. And we're like, we don't know the deal. Tell us the deal. <laughs> we don't get to know the deal yet because we're going into the next morning. And Stacy has already found out a lot of things about the uh, the old pleasure palace. But she got hired immediately on the spot. I don't know what she did. Maybe she tied a Starburst wrapper in her mouth or a cherry stem. Starburst wrapper. Starburst wrapper. That's sexy. Toothpick. That would really be impressive. Oh, that would be impressive. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's letting everybody know. She's like, but here's the thing. I had to give, TJ, I had to give your address because everybody knows where I live. What is that? What is that? What is that? They don't recognize me, but if I give them my address, they'll be like, I know that bitch. Because if – I think because if she's got to work, you know, in her uniform and they, they – I don't know. I have I, no fucking clue. I have clue no up. clue what this means. Maybe if they look her up in the phone book, but it, I, I don't know. We just needed the George gag for later on. That's why this was set up. Yes, for sure. But she, she's like – TJ's like, so I'm going to have to stay at your place, TJ. You're going to stay at my Not place. Not just the George gag. A lot of gags. A lot of good uh, full of dentist jokes. So, okay, so they have to switch places. Cut two. TJ, he's at Stacy's place. Or is, yeah, he's at Stacy's, and they're working on the wire. They're getting all this shit together. We learn a little information. Uh, TJ picked up at the, at the station that they did pick up a partial print of Malik's on the car that was used to abduct Pony. Mm-hmm. So there was a computer error. And he points out, much like I do all the time, computers are shit, and you shouldn't have to rely on them like we do so much in our daily lives. And he's like, computer is only good as the shit you put in him. And I agree. And so, because uh, Corrigan's like, well, computer said he was in Florida. Fuck computers. <laughs> and it's a Florida computer on top of it. Come on. Well, they fired their statistician down in Florida because they were given too many accurate COVID numbers. So Florida obviously So what's going on? Stacy, she's got her wire on. They're testing it out. She's in the other room getting ready for her first day of work. Yes. They're, explain, they're trying to exchange information about the house. She's explaining to TJ what she needs to do to keep her house up kept. You know, she's talking about George who comes over sometimes swinging his big well, she's like, look, dong her around. George comes over, let him use the toilet, okay? 
Vinny's. <laughs> Enough said. And like Coker's like, I got you. I'm not even. I'm just not even going to say anything. I'm just gonna open the door. Yeah. Let him do it. <laughs> open a but window. I'm not, but I'm not cleaning it up. This I'm, is your place. I'll give him some matches too. <laughs> But also make sure that very you nice of Stacy to let a, a stranger destroy her toilet. I mean, but also make sure to water the plants and talk to them once a day because they like that. I always get tongue tied when I talk to a philodendron. Classic Shatner humor. That's just... that's that's philosoph- That's scientific humor. He's using the he, he, that's a pothos plant he's use, working with there. He doesn't use pothos. He uses the philodendron, more species. So we got all the rules set up. Stacy comes out. Fucking looking hot as shit. I do want to point out one more joke that happened to stick in my brain because she's like, do I have to do anything at your place to keep it up? And Vince chimes in, you don't have to water dirt because he's just got piles of dirt in his house, not plants. Literally just filth. Yeah, not it's even, filth. Not just pots of dirt. Yeah, filth. It's just filth. <laughs> so, That's great. I'm sorry. I, I, I so like a, like, a, like a young uh, John DeHart. Hot! Damn, when she walks out. We're well, yeah, you got Vince again because she's wearing a raincoat. She always wears a raincoat when she's like, got she, that. She's modest, yeah. Yeah, and so she opens it for everybody to see, something you naturally do Was with it the uni- Was she wearing the yes. Pleasure Palace uniform? Yes. Apparently the strippers have a uniform. They have a uniform. Ugly brown one-piece bathing It's suit. like any of those tacky like girl bars you can go to, your Hooters and things like that. It's not a strip club. It's one of those clubs, apparently. And they're we open. We had one called Shenanigans in Pontiac. Ew. Yeah, um, it was. It was a. I even never, that name makes me shiver. Yeah, it was a bikini bar. I went to one called TC Gators when I was like fifteen. Or yeah, fifteen. I was learning to drive. Oh, weird. Why did we learn to drive have to do with being in a bikini bar? Because uh, I, I, we wanted to go somewhere did your, did far your, enough away. Did your like, driving instructor go, stop here. I need Dude, to get a drink. My driving instructor was the weirdest. He would be like, Griff, took you to a titty bar, when, yeah. you're, when you're going in reverse, you can go ahead and put your arm around me, but you can't like it. He was saying like around the headrest. He said, you can put your a hand. Little, that's a little levity, a little Shatner humor. And there. I was training with a girl. So when she was backing up, like, you can put your arm around me and you can like it. And he knew where she lived. Weird things might have happened. That's why she gave him Shatner's address. <laughs> so, lo and behold, Stacy's a natural on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and she picked out the most absolute perfect music. Everybody, we know it, we love it. The Shimmy Slide. Slide. 
how do you calm this crowd yeah, down? I don't know. We had to take a break so I could get my erection down because... We're a couple of wolves here pounding on the tables, <laughs> eyes popping out, tongues rolling <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> this is on Crackle, by the way, for free. Please just watch the dance scene. I felt so bad for Heather Locklear because I'm like, I hope she doesn't think she's good. It was the most awkward, unsexiest white girl dancing I've ever Elaine Bennis dances better yeah. than Heather Locklear was doing. Yeah, when Elaine was doing that dance, and it, it was in and the good years, the, too. The stage was like those things where you're learning how to walk again. Like, they have the fucking... <laughs> like, I don't know what you call those things, like the handrails that you like. Walk. It, it, handrails were bizarre, and there's no stripping going on. By, no. by the way, they're just da- dancing very poorly in their uniform, <laughs> and yeah, the music's right. And uh, apparently, all these guys are like low grade perverts because they're really enjoying. Maybe they like a car- tr- uh, train like wreck. You said it's the lunch crowd. <laughs> if you're there at lunchtime, you're a horny. This place is open from. Min, or, Continuous uh, noon, entertainment Noon to 2, to 2 a.m. Continuous entertainment Noon to 2 well, That's not continuous Because you take a break Well, they have various girls rotated uh, I don't splitting. know Those girls are, are working really hard for their money I can tell you that much So she gets off stage if, route, Fucking standing ovation from everybody Oh, yeah She's like, shit, maybe I should quit fucking being a cop I'll yeah. point out There was a woman in there Wearing like a ki- like pink cat sweater and she was taking notes so she she whatever she's going back home to they're getting a good they're getting a good, good time so she lets so uh romano and hooker they're at a the table i don't know if i'm eating popcorn at a titty bar because they, they were enjoying this bowl of popcorn yeah they were is that i've never been to a strip club is popcorn like a popular the only times i've been in a strip club i've been incredibly intoxicated because i especially back when i went there i was not into going to a strip club and so I was very intoxicated. I don't remember popcorn. I remember a very high fee on the ATM. I but bet. people wanted to pay for me to get lap dances. So they would force they would pay someone to grab my hand and take me into the back. And so I've had a couple lap dances and man, the one time I didn't understand where the seat was. So the woman was like, sit down. And I couldn't find the seat. So I'm like squatting on the head of the seat. And she's like, no, sit down on the seat. Fucking moron. Dude, it was so dark in there. I was so drunk because I, I, I wanted nothing well, to like, do with it. So I'm, you're paying extra so you can be in a dark room. I mean, unless, unless they're jerking you off, what's the fucking point, you know? I can't see anything and you're paying extra. Well, you're not paying anything. But, I'm not paying you know. anything. Anyway, you learned we learned something about Griff today. He's a creep. I'm, I'm a great, <laughs> I'm a great guy because I've never been to a titty bar, and I'm 47, so that's a long time. I think I've been to three. So uh, going back to Pleasure Pal, so she gets off stage, goes right to, to Hooker because they're not only are they strippers, they got to fucking wait tables too. So she, as soon as she gets off, they hand her a tray. Yeah, again, this is more of like the 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 tacky bar and grill situations we were talking about, the titty bars and stuff, because they just get off and they start weighing tables. And I love this. TJ is working right into sweetheart. Yep, you with the cans, Yo, sugar tits, sugar tits, cans. Come here, legs, legs, legs. Bring them here. Park it. Make Stacy sit in his lap. I mean, that was a little overboard. I, he's going really undercover. <laughs> yeah. Really undercover. And she's going right along with it because she thinks this is all professional. She doesn't realize the, you know, the creep happening. The power here. dynamic going on. Yeah. Here. But she whispers into his ear that uh, 
There's no application. Because apparently she went into the back and was rifling around in the CDs and then eventually to the files. She's like, "Uh, when I applied, there was a girl here with me. Her application is gone. Right. And my application is gone. And, or no, her application there, was yeah. there. Bonnie's was gone. Right. And he knows or for no, a f- no application for Bonnie. Yeah. And yeah. he knows for a fact she filled out an application because she told, told her the other day. So that's strange. So we cut into the office backstage where Dobbs is at. And he uh, he wants to get Stacy. And he's telling that to Madame Pearl. And she's just like, no, she's got a record here now. You can't right. have her. And he's this, he's like fuck this shit. I, he's, he he just got done talking to that guy who he supplies the women for. He's like, I'm on the hot seat, so I don't give a shit, you know. So he's not he's gonna make plans for some other plans. So of course TJ's like, all right, we got enough here. I got to go out, hit those streets, hit and pump streets. some information out of. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the first person of color and stop and frisk them because I got to make sure there's no guns on them. Well, first thing he spots a, a, a African American man and yep. he goes, anybody seen Richie? Anybody, and then Richie hears his name and just starts running, hauling ass. And you know, if you're a black man, you run, you're merely guilty. You're guilty. So that gives him enough probable cause, yeah, to slam him down, beat the fuck out of him. Did you notice he slams him down? Nobody there. Next scene, twenty people milling around. Yes. And then Richie's like, "Yo, fuck you, pig!" All this shit. He's like, "Let's take this down to the alley." Yeah. Hey, pal, we're not going to be able to rough you up here in front of all your friends, so we'll take you back to the alley. Just like out of Lionheart, which comes out in a few days. Make sure you listen to it. God damn, I hope we make it there. <laughs> I hope we we're, do, too. We're fucking going on fumes here. Uh, but he chucks him and cracks right the guy's... Right behind the dumpster. Yeah, cracks the guy's ribs. Well, he grabs his dick. Goes, what is this? What is this? What's going on with his penis, friend? Is this a gun? And then we learn, then they drop it, and it's like, Richie's an undercover cop, dude. And he was just Why like, were they fucking with him so hard if they knew? Because they have to let it look real, dude. He was into it. He's like, hey, Cooker, you know, what's going on? He's like, you know, I've got my ear to the ground. We haven't heard anything yet, but I'll, I'll be the first to let you know, you know. So we yeah. know Richie's got his ear on the street. Yeah, he's going to be keeping an eye out for Malik. So that may come up later. But for now, we got to go back to another hilarious scene because we're really we're dialing in on the detective work. We need to, we need to get a good laugh in here. Stacy is back at TJ's place as part of their whole swap. She's fucking going. She's organizing his crockpots. She's like, oh, men, you know. Yeah, trying to clean up the piles of dirt, <laughs> chuck it outside. There's mold. Like, Why is there shit in this corner? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is going on? There was just like a, a, a like Kleenex on top of it. <laughs> like, a wet wipe. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, she's disgusting with that. Speaking of disgusting, uh, our man Dobbs shows up at the fucking sliding glass door. Oh there is a there is a curtain over. Yeah, it. she actually had the curtain over it, and she was wearing just a bathrobe. Right, hair's all tied up and everything. It's like, oh, what is she getting ready for? And he walks in and he's like, "Hey, I want to talk about that application." You, have. I've noticed, you know, she's. I've noticed you've stre- you He's like, "I saw your moves. You obviously are. Very, you've been, you obviously stripped." Well, I like when he said, "I saw your moves. They're very good." He looked like he just ate a lemon, so he's like twisting his face. And she's oh. like, "Yeah, you know, I've stripped everywhere from Miami to L.A." And he's like. Miami, yeah, I, I noticed that Florida stench you got on you. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> because I'm a fucking redneck hillbilly from Okefenokee. <laughs> and so 
You know, I'm dr- glad you didn't slant your eyes when you said it this time. <laughs> is this Okie Finoki? The last time you said it, you did it like in the. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we'll play the tape back later. Anyways. So Stacy, she's reading the situation. She knows this guy. She's thinking he's creeping on her. So she's like, well, uh, I got a, I got a John coming in here that I met at the, the, the Pleasure Palace the other day. <laughs> what a thing to tell your boss. Yeah, I met a, I met somebody at, at, at my, your establishment, and he's coming over for she 100 knows, bucks. They all know the deal. Right, Because right. you ain't making any money doing those dance moves. So. I mean, Dobbs certainly knows the deal because he winks at her, and he's like, all right. <laughs> she's like, you know. A hundred dollars is on the line. Yeah. So he's like, "Whoa, okay, I know." I I, I ain't paying you that much. You you work for tips. So Dobbs like, "I'll see you later at the Pleasure Palace." So we go back over to TJ, who's just again cruising around with uh, Vince or Romano, and uh, he gets a call on his radio. Richie came through. They have Malik's address. All right, that's a good lead there, Murray. So. We have we've established that TJ's this isn't his first run in with Malik. He's busted this guy a bunch of times. He knows his his, his MO. He's like Malik likes fast cars. And uh, fast and stolen cars. They've pulled up to the uh place he's apparently staying in right. and there's cars all over the streets. All kinds of beaters because this is like a low end of town. This is Angel Town. Yeah. And then there's a Corvette. He's like, Check that car first. Run all the plates. Yeah, and just as they pull up, just as Romano's about to like fill out his notepad with all the numbers, our boy fucking uh, Drago Malik walks out, sloppy as fucking Ang Chang. I was a little disappointed by that, but he spots TJ. Immediately starts running. TJ, all fifty-eight years old of him, jumps out of the car. Somehow catches up to him. You think Romano would be doing this work? No, but no, it's it's TJ. It's TJ. Fucking- he decided he's gonna clean the streets up. By himself. Yeah. So fucking Drago's, Malik's freaking out. He spots the dumpster, leaps inside the dumpster, the perfect crime. They'll never know what happened to me. But TJ's been, he's seen this. He, he hands it up. He waits for Vince to come around with the car. He's just like, now where did that Malik get off to? And he's just kind of mutzing about around the trash can. Vince pulls up and then he mimes to him. He's in the trash can. All right, Vince, go ahead and fill this trash can full of lead. Us cops love to do that. <laughs> we we got to we can't shoot a person. We got to shoot something. Yeah. We get our blood up. We got to kill. Yeah. But Vince buys or not Vince? Excuse Malik. me. Malik buys it and he pops up. All right, all right. You guys got me. What do you want? I love how you're you're doing the exact same hand acting he did in that scene. I, I you, it's just an imitation. I can't do the real thing, but. So they they bring him in. They're interrogating him. It's it's drummer and TJ got him. They got the fucking spotlight on him. And he's like, I haven't heard anything. I don't know. I don't know any Bonnie. What are you talking about? We got your prints on the car, buddy. You got to stop eating the five thousand grand bars. Oh yeah, Bonnie. I picked her up a week ago. That was a one nighter. Bonnie is a fine lady. <laughs> Grabs him by the fucking collar. Sting. He's like, you white slaving piece of shit. You've been smoking swamp weed, hooker. Like the swamp weed that I get in Chuanka Fananka. Jesus. <laughs> everyone's got to let themselves. Like, not, it's not they're proud they're from fucking like rural Florida. You should be yeah. ashamed of that. Oh, my God. And, and he just keeps mentioning Florida. Kind of, you ever been to the Everglades? They're beautiful this time of year. I got to tell you, hooker, where I come from, pokey, we deal with cops by... 
stuff you in alligator butts. So fucking TJ's getting nowhere with this. Drummer's writing everything down. Yeah, dr- a- drummer's like, crocodile butts, investigate. Yep, good lead. Thank you, Mr. Malik. Drummer's an idiot. <laughs> So I don't like that's this. That's why TJ thinks. I don't like this drummer character at all. He can drum his ass out of here. But yeah, TJ leaves, but he 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 caught on to something. Vince or was it Corrigan in there with him? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I think it was Corrigan. Corrigan's like, "We got nothing out of that man." He's like, "No, we got something very important." And they go back over to their desk where uh yeah, but I I think Stacy's there as well. Who do you remember who else? I don't there? remember. All I know is somebody Stacy had, had told I told somebody, Corrigan, I think, because they're partners. Probably told Corrigan that Dobbs mentioned he was from Chocofanoke. I like that. You're now reading where he's actually from, and it's nowhere close to what you're saying. <laughs> but you're going to stick to Majoki Hokey, and I'm okay with that. And so he busts out the map on the desk, and he points out that Pahokee and this other place Chocofanoke are... <laughs> are literally 10 miles away from each other. That's that's two. Uh, there's no way two criminals who don't know each other could. They, they have to know each other if they live ten miles away. <laughs> I mean, me and Murray live like thirty <laughs> miles away, and we know each other. Right. And everybody in between plays out. Plays out. It plays out. <laughs> All right, guys. You know what? We've had too much detective work. I need. A, I need. A, I need to refocus. I need to recalibrate. I need to drink a nice brewski, nice cocktail, share some popcorn with some greasy old men. <laughs> And the woman in the cat sweater. And we need to see some that Stacy dance. Hold on, Murray. Let's set up the handrails first. With you know the one with the sparkles, <laughs> just in case they fall over. <laughs> got to have the handrails. There. God, this is the worst. And yeah. she's got attitude this time, and she right. comes out to a song with a lot of attitude, but a lot of love. Murray, right. Dragon Sound. it and like i said attitude she's wearing a leather jacket she's got the little headband on now too and she throws the jacket down and just squishes it like it's a cockroach she does a rudy ray more rub out she she does but it's again it's the it's it's the weakest oh heather locklear oh god girl get some moves (laughs) get some moves 
And there was a lot of close ups, like, like, like from neck up. That's how bad the dancing was. We could still feel how bad it was. Oh my God, doing the running. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Seriously, everybody, please. Oh, please go watch it. Oh, maybe I'll go steal those clips. So TJ and, and Vance are back there undercover eating that popcorn. Uh, our man uh, Corrigan's outside staking the place out. Oh. Meanwhile, Dobbs is in the office. He's making those arrangements to abduct Stacy. He's like, I don't give a shit what Madam Pearl says. Yeah. Madam Pearl's in the room, and he's just like, it's going through. You got nothing. It's. I'm sorry. It's happening. It's going to happen. So they need prints, Griff. We all need prints. Yeah. It's before DNA. So Stacy finishes up her dance, and there's a woman walking back to Dobbs' office, and she's like, oh, are you taking that over to Dobbs? Uh, yeah. Well, can I take it? I'm trying to score some points with him. Yeah, it was a virgin margarita. Of course. Yeah, she's like, uh, yeah, go ahead. So she gets back there, and you're thinking she's got to lay some charm on there, maybe do the running man again or something, like <laughs> do a little shimmy slide, something. Do the robot. No, she just goes, here's your drink, and he goes, wow, you're something to look at. Bye-bye. That's all he needed to say. All right. She get what they got those prints they wanted, but they have to get the they gotta get the glass. They gotta back. get the glass out of the office. She goes back over to TJ and she's like, "All right, he's gonna have this last drink and then he's gonna hop on his motorcycle and drive off." He's pretty tipsy, even though those are virgins. He's pretty tipsy. <laughs> Create a diversion. So Hooker immediately just punches Vince in the face. Hey, they they do call Corrigan in and then they fight. <laughs> but it's like it made no sense. Like people who came in together are gonna break into a fight. <laughs> So they break into a fight. While that's going on, uh, Stacy goes back to the office. Yoink grabs the fucking glass, hands it off to Corrigan. Corrigan's got his members-only jacket, puts it in that big old pocket. <laughs> and then they break the fight up, and it's like, Cooker's like, I'm out of here, and walks off. And Everybody Vince leaves. is like, give me another fucking virgin margarita. I'm pissed. Next morning, we don't we don't need to worry about the how they got back home. It's all right. Next morning, sure enough, the prince... They match. They're dogs. So we got to pull Stacy out. We don't need her undercover anymore. So TJ immediately goes over to the phone, gives her a ring at his place, and she doesn't answer. So he's like, I'm fucking freaking. Meanwhile, we go over to his house where she hears the phone ring, and she's about to head back in, but she gets abducted. She gets chloroformed by Dobbs. That's right. So, holy shit, what's going to happen? You would think that TJ, who is now just like a mess, he's like, oh, my God, we got to go. I thought he was going to go back to his place. No. no. Well, he it's its natural to assume if she didn't answer, she'd be at work. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's, you, you know, you're So right, they, they right. set up the raid at the Pleasure Palace. All the cops stop there, and she's not there. So they go to the Madam Pearl. Who, by the way, is shocked that these people are police officers. You guys and your cops. How dare you? Why? I don't know. Look, you're going to go up the river if you don't tell me what I need to know. And she just immediately breaks. It stops. He's in on all. No. This is a this is a legal establishment. All I, I, I mean, I just pointed out the ladies to get abducted into white slavery. I only in fact, gave I help the ladies. I give them if I think they were really nice. I give them applications. So he can't take them. Yeah, so, so you can't do anything bad to me because I was trying to fight against it. I was resisting. But here's a little tidbit I'm going to let you know. He works for Sun Ambulance. That's his cover. So, of course, TJ is going to head straight over there. He knows every place of the city, every inch of it. So he heads straight over there, and so do we. 
Dobbs, and he he's in the he's in his ambulance now. He's got his gun hidden behind his little lab coat he likes to wear, his little doctor's coat, and he's leaning back over to we see uh, what's her name, Stacy, who's breathing heavily because she's been sedated. I guess you breathe heavily when you're sedated. And he's just telling her how much of an angel she is, and Rubbing how he's gonna, her body. He's gonna miss her, and how how man, her and Smells Carl, her if hair. they had the chance, they would have just had so many fun times with her. But yeah, he's got to he's got to take off because he realizes he's got that plane time. Catch. Time is of the essence here. TJ finally makes it to the Sun headquarters. He learns that he learns exactly where Dobbs was headed at the Pacific Med Air. So TJ calls up there to tell tell because he assumes that the the plane isn't in on it. So he's like, "I need you to stop this plane from taking off." But who does he who who answers it? Dobbs. Dobbs answers it. Oh God damn it! Well, fuck. So he knows they're on it. So he's like, because usually he just hands the women off and goes on his way. He's like, "I'm going with you guys." Yeah, I gotta get out of here. here. We're yeah. going to Mexico. I'm going to Tokyo or I'm going to Mexico. So he gets in the plane. Uh, they're very slowly taxiing. So it gives Hooker knows every like you know quick way to get there. So he, him and Romano show up. They see the 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 jet taxiing getting ready to take off. TJ's like they're not taking off. I'm gonna stop them. So he just drives in front of the plane to slow it down. He's like weaving back and forth. The fucking pilot's like Dobbs pulls out a gun on the pilot. It's like take off. Yeah. He's like. Look, there's like five gazillion gallons of gas in this tiny jet. I'm not going to burn up and crash because you're fucking ass. Fuck you. And he just bails. So the 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 the, uh, the uh, plane to slowly <laughs> close off the fucking tarmac slows and stops because fucking Dobbs doesn't know how to fly a plane. Yeah. So Dobbs jumps out and there's a abandoned it's a bus buses. graveyard. The bus yeah. graveyard. Bus there, graveyard for some reason. And he jumps into a very very uh, agile here. And then we see Shatner. Well, the, well, the stunt doubles for it. I want to point out the stunt doubles for the bar fight were so bad. So bad. It was like, really? You couldn't just do that? Like, like you play fought all the time in Star Trek. You can't do a couple little play fights here. <laughs> no, that was bad. So he, he jumps like Romano just fucks off, doesn't do anything. He's like, TJ, you got it. You know, so TJ takes off, leaps one leap over the fence. Yeah. They're in two different buses. They're exchanging a few shots. Great. Shatner, Shatner acting. He's like, huh, 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 huh. and then uh, I don't know. Dobbs loses his mind and he's staring off into nothingness. TJ manages to sneak into the back entrance of this bus behind him because he doesn't go in a window. There was a second door in the back, which again we don't even have buses because we don't have mass transit in America. So he sneaks in the back and he's creeping up on him. Freeze, motherfucker! And Dobbs turns around. Rostov gets his own comeuppance. He, well, he did say, Dobbs, it's time. Time to die. And that just fucking rattles with Dobbs. So he just, ah, he just shoots. TJ, probable cause, he can shoot him now. No, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. shoots him in the dick. Of course, right in the dick. That's where you shoot people. And we go to the next day. We don't even worry about this. And TJ's he's meeting at the crew with the crew at Stacy's place. You know this is the wrap up epilogue where we have the nice like lighthearted moment. You know, so you know (laughs) we got we got we got Stacy going over. She's just like, oh god, you did such a good job with my 
place and she's fingering her plant, which is barely barely dead, but it's supposed it, it, it to be took a corpse. Me back. We're doing callbacks today. It took me back to the Buck Rogers episode where the guy's plant yep. died. And it was a different plant. Yep. But yeah, so she's like, guys, what the fuck? He, I guess your your plants didn't like cop stories. I told you to talk to it. I did. It doesn't like cop stories. So they're like, oh, by the way, what happened to Bonnie? Well, physically, she's okay. Mentally, she's traumatized (laughs) the rest of her fucking life. I love this life. Oh, yeah, physically, she's fine. Oh, my God. Oh, they didn't mutilate her genitals. They didn't rape. She's gang raped, but she's fine. But mentally... She's Let's a, just say she's, she's in a padded room. Yeah, she's going to be death wish. What for a happened while. to the other girl? I don't fucking know. I just cared about Bonnie. <laughs> so you know, just like and what, that, what about the guys who were running the ring? Oh, they found him and they got him to spill the beans. So they got all the girls. Maybe I don't, I don't fucking care. It's not my jurisdiction. I take care of L.A. And you know, then there's a knock at the door to break up this whole heavy talk about mental, uh, you know, instability and how to help people after a traumatic experience. And the door knocks, and everyone's frozen because they don't know what to do. And Vince goes, "Guys, my pizza is getting cold." Goes to answer it, and this fucking jacked motherfucker with soap around his neck and a towel around his waist. Hey, I'm George. I don't think he even says anything. He just walks by. He doesn't even acknowledge the people. He does. I was playing it up for audio. <laughs> and then Romano's like, "What is that my pizza guy? And then, oh, no, that's George. And he's like, what are you up to, Hooker? Yeah, Vince you- is trying to pull a fast one on Hooker. He's just like, Hook, I don't think you should be letting gorgeous men just come through your house, dump off their Vinnies in your toilet, and take showers. <laughs> you got to take a shower after a Vinny <laughs> shit. Like, you think that's something. Wait until his girlfriend comes over. And now we learn that Hooker's into three ways, dude. I mean, he's open. Murray, you got to also point out, she makes Claudia look like a pile of puke. And we already know how Vince feels about Claudia, our bathing, bathing suit uh, brain surgeon from earlier. Like that kid, that kid was having a hard time hiding his dick. He put a lamp in front of his crotch. And then Stacy just starts dancing. She just couldn't stop. <laughs> Running man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then cut to credits. We had to stop. They had to stop because people's eyes were burning watching Heather Lockler dance. Oh, guys! So, oh, happy birthday, William Shatner! I hope you have many more. Your national treasure. You pretty much killed us doing this episode. Like, look, journalism's hard work. We're killing, especially it. the investigative kind. We're killing ourselves here doing all this work. I I hope I need a, I, we need some time off, bro. I I, I, I think we do. I I hope I hope uh, you know Lionheart works out for everybody because I, I don't hope know it if, re-energizes me because he usually does. I know he's got a Lionheart. I don't know if our hearts will be in it though. I hope so. Anyways, guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed another Tippy Tap. Uh, uh, we'll see if we have more in the future and enjoy Lionheart this one uh, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>